It's Tidy Tuesday, y'all. Welcome to the Tidy Tuesday podcast, a project of the R4DS online learning community. I'm your host, John Harmon. I'll include links to everything I talk about in this episode in the show notes at tidytuesday.com. This is episode four for week 38 of 2019. Last week, we looked at amusement park injuries from data.world with additional data from the Safer Parks database. I personally learned quite a lot this week, especially when it comes to using images with ggplots. And that brings me to the visualizations of the week. I'll start with a visualization by Ariane Omaitre. She plotted injury density by age, and then she turned it into a roller coaster, which was really cool. The main functions she used to do this were read PNG from the PNG package, raster grob from the grid package, and then annotation custom from ggplot2 to place those images on the plot. Her code also demonstrates how you can use geom curve and annotate from ggplot2 to place annotations with callout arrows, and also geom line range to put in partial grid lines. I definitely recommend taking a look at her code because it's such a clever way to show data and add a little bit of flair to the plot. Next, we had a set of submissions that mapped injuries to body parts and used various techniques to display the body parts on the plot. There are often multiple ways to accomplish similar tasks in R, and these three plots were definitely a demonstration of that concept. First up, we have Liam Bailey, who used a shapefile with the SF package, and then geomsf from ggplot2. I'll go into that in a little bit more detail after we talk about this week's dataset, because I think there are ways you can apply those same functions this week. Next up, we have Ryan Timpe, who also used readpng from the PNG package, but then he turned that into a data frame and manipulated X and Y directly in R. I didn't know you could do that. I thought that was really interesting. And then he was able to use geom raster from ggplot2 to put the image that he basically created out of the PNG onto his plot. And then finally, Scoferoto used image ggplot from the magic package. This function creates an image as a ggplot. It replaces the main ggplot function from ggplot2, and then you can add other ggplot layers on top of that image ggplot. He then used ggdraw from the cowplot package, and then draw image to place additional images on top of the completed ggplot. Again, all of this code, I highly recommend taking a closer look, and we'll have links in the show notes. To see more of last week's visualizations, be sure to take a look at the links in our show notes, at the Tidy Tuesday hashtag on Twitter, and at the tidytuesday.rocks shiny app by Neil Grantham. This week, we're looking at visits to U.S. national parks from 1904 through 2016. This data comes to us once again via data.world. The data set shows the number of visits at each U.S. national park each year. Pay special attention to the unit type column. Not all national parks are categorized the same but those classes are very imbalanced. For example, there's one international historic site and 78 national historic sites. We also have links for the state populations and gas prices for that time frame, and then also links to shapefiles of national park boundaries and related data. You might be able to create some really interesting visualizations with that data. And speaking of shapefiles, that leads me to this week's tidy technique. First, you can read in shapefiles using st underscore read from the sf package. You can specify the layer, but here you won't need to do that. This creates a data frame with additional class sf. 
And since it's a data frame, you can manipulate it with dplyr. So you can join that shapefile data back to the main data about the parks. You should be able to use the unit code to do that, but make sure the names of those columns are reconciled between the different data frames. ggplot2 is going to be looking for a geometry column, which you should get when you read in the shapefile. Once you have that data, you can use geomsf from the ggplot2 package, and if you have that geometry column, you don't have to give it any other parameters. You might want to supply something like a fill and or a color, depending exactly what you are plotting. You might want the regions to just have a particular fill or a particular color outline, for example. I'm interested to see how people are able to lay out this data onto a map of the United States, for example. We have a new segment this week, the Question of the Week. These questions come from the R4DS online learning community Slack, which you can find at r4ds.online. This question is from Oscar Barufa. He created a data pipeline, and he kept getting the error message, object cells not found, that being an object named cells. This error can happen in a couple of ways. First, if you have a typo in a column name, or the column is missing because maybe you selected it away, in that case, R can't find an object with that name, and so it will throw this error. Or in Oscar's case, he was trying to refer to the data frame that he was building, and so that object didn't exist yet in R. Instead, you can use bare column names like a normal pipe. You can refer to the thing that's being piped into a function with just a period, a dot. For example, you can do dot dollar sign to do a normal subset of a data frame coming in. Or in tidyverse functions, you can explicitly refer to dot data, which is a pronoun for the data as that function sees it. This is particularly useful if you're programming with the tidyverse and have to be careful that the things you're referring to actually exist. If you need help figuring something out in R, or if you'd like to help other R users find answers to their R questions, check us out at r4ds.online. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Tidy Tuesday podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, check us out at patreon.com slash tidytuesday. A $1 per episode pledge will get you a mention on the show, and $2 gets you a Tidy Tuesday or R4DS hex sticker, and probably both. You can find us at tidytuesday.com for show notes or to subscribe, or find us in your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Twitter at tidypod. We'll be back next week with a new data set. Until then, always be learning and keep it tidy.